When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, I don't ask that, but because I have my ear to the ground, I do know about member size of some of our clients. What? What? Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. I'm Karen Lee Poder. And this is the ultimate podcast about the birds and the bees. With my sex expert, cougar, sometimes ADD mother, Karen Lee Potter. That would be me. And my always calm and collected and never annoyed son, Kim. Today, is we, we actually had a remarkable interview. Two remarkable interviews. Two remarkable interviews. Yeah. All about where do you meet people. And uh, between then and now, but now that we're recording this, I got spilked out. I got I got okay. stressed out. Okay, just breathe. And so hopefully we'll be able to get past this. Together. We're gonna get past it. You're gonna you can focus and deal. Well, you've been you've been wanting to ask me the same question for a while. Now. I have been. So you want to hit it? Yes, I do. So when you're single or in a relationship, and someone who you don't know friends you on Facebook, what is the first thing you do? I do not accept. Oh, that's very black and white. You know how there's many no friend gray? requests? No, there's no, no, if I don't know them, fuck them. What, what if there's like, uh, you, it's someone that has like 50 friends in common with you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ah, see if uh, okay. the person is, is attractive, if I okay, met them Okay, there before. you go. It's not black and white, is it? So if they have 50 friends in common and if they're exceedingly, it's a girl and she's exceedingly good looking, you will then friend her. Absolutely. Although, you know, I am in a relationship now. I know I would still friend her. Ooh. So here's my thing. I have a, I don't, I, I'm always, it's, some people end up going into that purgatory where they're kind of like, they're in that in-between state where they're I can't. They're not yet rejected. They're not yet rejected. So, okay, if, if somebody totally out of the blue from like, you know, Indonesia friends me, and I don't have anyone in common, nor do I have any connection with this person, I immediately delete. Is it because you're racist against Indonesians? No, it's just I don't know anybody. And obviously, I'm not going to have any long-standing relationship with this person personally. I'm, now, I'll let anybody come and be my friend, and I will communicate with them on any of my other social media channels, but not on my personal Facebook wall. Fair. Okay. So, But then there's this other... There's other whole group that I never know what to do with, the, especially when they're like guys that like want to be friends with me that are friends with almost all, a lot. Of, it's always the same girls too. They're always like my most attractive friends. That oh, they're all they all like which friends they have in common. Uh, you know, I'll make up some fictitious name A B C D and E. You know, they're always on there as friends with this person. I wonder if all this is like a whole smoke and mirrors thing that right. they're not really friends with any of them. It's true, but they think that oh well, if I, it looks like I'm friends with this person, this person, the other person is going to friend me, right? And that's uh, or the, all the really good looking girls that all know each other. They're like, oh well, I'm not. I'm you know if this person and this person is friends with. Them, I got to accept his friendship too. Oh wow, you know I, part of the part of the issue here asking me the question is that. I'd never experienced this. <laughs> and, I, and then I was looking at Dee's Facebook wall one day, and he's got this, this rule. 
you know, because he has this little, he's his, like little rigid about certain things. He decides he's only going to be friends with 100 people at any time. So that means if somebody he knows, it could be his best friend, wants to friend him, but he doesn't have room for him. He will not friend him until he discards somebody else. Okay, so what's the point of all this? I noticed that there was like a girl who was like in a, a really hot girl who was like in a bikini and she was like 23 years old and lives in Arizona no friends in common. I happened to notice on his wall this girl. Now you explain how she mean, made on his wall it, that she was a friend of his. It's probably a bot that no, friended it was, him. No, oh, it could be. Yeah, but notice he probably, friended that bot. Yeah, did he accept the friend? He accepted that friend. How does that make you feel? I was like, what the fuck? Did you tell him? Yeah, I said, what the hell? Who the hell is Heather in Arizona <laughs> in a bikini? What did he say? That had no friends in common with you. Oh, uh, oh no, actually, that's not true. She, another friend of another guy friend of mine who's kind of like a pervy guy that always goes after the like the good looking 30 or or more younger women than him also was friends with her so these okay these are your mutual fr- okay i got you so, all right so what so did he did he defriend her what happened and and d's also said to me that this one guy always has the hottest girls on his wall so that also I mean, on, the, on his wall that he that he, he accepted sp- the friendship. I, or he got women to accept his friendship, maybe because oh, he has a picture with also himself with a yacht in back of him or something. You uh, know? Maybe that's why they, he has so many good looking women on his wall. And so you bring up this whole Facebook thing. Yes, because because, because I got I, I, I was and this happened to me several times, I would say not just once, but I. It, like I, I made the exception. I decided to be friends with this guy who had, I do not know, but he had several friends in common. And I, one of the friends that I trust her judgment, I said, should I friend this person? And she said, oh, he's a nice guy. Just friend him. Meaning that he has, he had friended you actually. And, and you I didn't were know debating he was. He about was whether to accept it. He was in purgatory. Right. And you were debating about whether to accept yeah. it. So you contacted your friend. Yeah. I contacted okay. a mutual friend. She said, oh, he's a nice guy. Just a friend. I go, oh, okay, fine. So then it started the chit-chat back and forth, the messaging, and I was giving, like, the one-word answers, you know? Like, so you, I, you accepted the friend request, and then he started, started up with you? Yes. And what did he say? I don't uh, Well, I don't know. The bottom line... What do you mean you don't know? I don't I'm remember. I'm reading it right here in no, front of no, us. No, no. The, the, there was more, much more before that part. Okay. So the bottom line of the whole conversation is that he's like... Uh, asking me out. I'm like, no, I'm busy. I'm, I mean, I'm in a relationship. And then it's like, um, if you have any single cougar friends, hook me up. Now, this has happened to me on a number of times, and I feel like that's a very loserish thing to do. Okay? Why is that a loserish thing to do? I, you don't, he just, he doesn't even know me, and he's asking me to fix him up with people. And I just feel like it's just, I don't like that. How is the guy going to meet anyone? That's what the whole essence of our podcast is about. I guess, I guess, I guess here's the issue. The issue is that he's going to a stranger and saying, hey, introduce me to your friends. Yeah. As opposed to going to one of his friends and saying, hey, introduce me to one of your friends. I I see, I see the problem. It was just a little, I mean, on one hand, I think, oh, he had the confidence to do that. Why not go for it? You never know. On the other hand, it's, 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 it, it, to me, it's very annoying. All right. Well. I, here, here is the dilemma from this guy's perspective. The dilemma is that he has no way of meeting women. He has tried online dating. He's tried going through his friends who probably have no one to, to help him out. He's tried going to local hotspots and favorite, favorite destinations, which is your number one tip, by the way. To go to a, a local hotspot? Go to a local hotspot, find someone. 
It's not my number one tip. It's one of my tips. One of your favorite. Go to your favorite place where you're truly comfortable. Yeah, I and like then, that. And then, you know, so he's doing all this shit and he can't find anyone. So, so the question to comes. A, a, a person that he does not know trolls down her wall and <laughs> sees that she's got hot cougar friends and decides to say, hey, fix me up with one of those hot cougar friends. I think it's kind of resourceful. Well, what do you guys think? I don't know. Ask the audience. That's, I think that's a great. If you, if you have thoughts, send them our way at sextalkpodcast at gmail.com or uh, give us a call at 323-472-4237. Leave a voicemail there or text us there. The, by the way, I, with regard to your advice about finding, like, say you go to a cafe or a music venue all the time and try to meet someone there, I, a friend of mine was trying to do this. And he just kept striking out and striking out and striking out. He said it's just very, very unlikely for him to meet someone he's going to get along with and want to develop a relationship with by happenstance, even if it's in one of his favorite spots. Yeah, even if it's like Home Depot. <laughs> and so well, I was at Home Depot today. That's why I got tripped up on that. Well, I'm a handyman. Anyway. Oh, cool. <laughs> Oh, what, what? I know why you're saying that too. I fixed my car. Yeah, he fixed his car. Thank you. Okay. All right. Um, I was kind of impressed with that. Thank you. Jewish, Jewish boys usually don't have a lot of handy instinct. Well, when they have no money and there's water dripping into the, it's their raining car? in the car. It's, it's a it's a good time. The to... Jewish boy needs to figure out how to fix his car. Okay. So so anyway, my friends, my friend was like, "Do you still stand by this, even though it's you're yes. shit out of luck every goddamn time? It's a numbers game." You just keep doing it over and over and over again. No, I I think when it comes to meeting people, you can't. You have to just kind of let destiny take its place. And but you can also nudge it along by putting yourself in in advantageous positions. Yeah. So like to me, it's like if you have a, a hobby or some sort of like a passion. If if you're very philanthropic or anything like that, and you want to meet someone like that. Definitely go to those organizations because then, I mean, uh, right. that's, that's a great way to meet people. Yeah, that's that's very accurate. Or if you love wine, go to wine clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but the other thing is, like, why limit yourself? Why say, oh, you should only meet them in bars or restaurants or whatever? Why not say, okay, try this, try that, you know, try night, try... Uh, you know, just uh, meeting someone at the gym or try getting fixed up from a friend or try going on dating I've sites. I've heard gym is very bad, that they're all sweaty. No one wants to meet each other at of the gym. Of course you would think that. No, no, no. I they're sweaty. To, no, What's no, wrong no, with I've sweaty? heard from the girl's perspective, no, I'm sweating. I don't want to deal with this. I'm just trying to get my workout in and get the fuck out. That could be true. true. I guess but if I, you're it, a really good looking guy and you got strapping muscles or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but the, I think the main thing is that there is no like magic bullet and you just have to kind of like in the olden days, way back when people used to meet people at churches or temples or where, you know, whoever knows. And now religion people. has gone out the window for most people. Well, nobody really hangs out at temples and churches that much anymore. Though I would like to. Okay. Well, you would hang out at a Buddhist temple, I'm sure, if you could. I, I might go to the Jewish t- Shabbat dinner and get a free dinner. On now, it. of course, because there's free food involved. <laughs> That's why. Uh, today, we have two people on the show. One is talking about how she meets people at work all the goddamn time, which is a gr- I've, I would assume is not a great place no, to she, meet people. She, she said that it's, it, it's Wait, don't ha- ruin it. Oh, sorry. The second one is is a matchmaker, someone who actually fits sets people up for a living. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And and you get to that's the majority of this interview, and you'll hear 
of the, the majority of this podcast, and you'll you'll get to hear, uh, you know, the inside scoop on what it's like to set people up. Yeah, and she's had some good results, so that's good. So thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, this is just a little intro because we've got a lot of great material coming your way. I think I got a lot of my spiel, my anxiety and stress out. Good. How well, do you think? Do you I've, think I'm? Well, I think we're about ready to start talking about the need to get people to write ratings and reviews for, Insta- for, for our iTunes. No, you know what? We, we have gotten a lot of ratings and oh. reviews uh, recently, oh, so I'm I want to so thank everyone. Oh, my gosh. We've gotten, we did. We did. We We're got, up to 60. Oh, my gosh. I and mean, it's because of, because of you guys. So maybe if you guys would, if like, you haven't already, that's yeah. I mean that's still a very low number. But we don't want to. We don't want you to hang up uh, and turn off your podcast right now. But if you're multitasking and you happen to have a free hand available, that sounds really perverted. Yeah, it does. But very if you, sexual. If, if you can, just go over to your iTunes store. iTunes store. Press and sex talk with my mom, and then they will say ratings and review in the middle tab. And then believe me, I had to learn this the hard way. And then you press that little tab. and Everyone knows how to do this. And then you give us a little rating and review. Review. All right. Thank you for listening. And let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. Love you guys. All right, Maria, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. This episode's all about where do you meet people? So what has been your experience with meeting people and you know, location? It's so weird. Where do you meet people? It would seem that maybe in the grocery store, <laughs> the gas station. I don't know. The last guy that I dated, I met him at work. Oh. Where you work now? Not where I work now. A previous job that I was at. Were you worried that making meeting someone at work is going to jeopardize everything at work? Absolutely. Because then once you break up, you're stuck working with the person. You're stuck working with them if the company finds out. It's no good. Yeah. Did that ever happen? They didn't. But what I did was I actually told them. And so we just all had an understanding. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was against the company rules, but just got it out in the open. It was against the company rules. Oh, damn. That's, but they made was... an exception for me. Oh. Yes. We didn't really break up. It's uh, just, you know, it lingers. This is like a lingering mm. type of relationship. Well, let's go back. Let's get a, a, like just a quick picture. So how old are you? I am 45. Okay. And you are divorced. I am divorced. And you have... Some, I have two children. Two kids. Okay. That are teenagers. Yes. Yeah. Where did where have you met your boy, previous boyfriends? So, again, I met Daryl at work, um, at school. At school, another place where you... Right. It, it gets a little dicey. It's very natural, though. Yeah, because you're surrounded by people. Yes. So, so you know, you're in a school right now, and and you get to be really comfortable with these people that are in class with you. You might see them, and you might have a relationship. You know, right? I just see you in biology class all of the time. I think part of it is that there's so when you go on a date knowing that it's a date, and and that's how you expect to get to know someone. There's so much pressure. It's like a job interview. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. And and then obviously you're not going to be yourself. You're going to have all these barriers up. But if you're in school or you're at work, you have to be yourself because you're there for so many fucking hours. Exactly. And then you happen to around pe- to be around people who also are in that mind state. It's very true. And you could be more friends as opposed to like putting on an air of somebody or not. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the last guy I met, I met him at work also. <laughs> Big work fan. <laughs> in Fly Vista. <laughs> And do tell, do tell. Yeah, I mean, he was nice. And then, 
I don't know, he just ended up being very psychotic, like in terms of like, you know, just very materialistic and like that kind of a guy, not my kind of a Yeah, we were just talking about that too before we started this conversation, that there's always a trade-off. So if you are being fixed up with someone who you know is really wealthy and you're like, oh, this could be my dream dream ticket, you know, I can travel around the world with this dude and everything. To me, it's also setting yourself up for, this guy's going to have a lot of power over me because mm-hmm. he can just say, ah, oh, I'm not taking you here if you don't act a certain way or mm-hmm. do it. You know, I'm it, taking your car keys back. I'm taking, I'm taking your, in that, I yes. have a lot of, I don't want to label my friends, but I have some gold digger type friends mm-hmm. who are very much into that whole thing. I can't do that. <laughs> you cannot have that much control over me. No, Maria, I don't see anybody no having control over you, girl. <laughs> no way. And that was a little interview with Maria. What do you think, Moot? I liked her a lot, and, and oh, I like what she had to say. She's such a sweetheart. You know, the thing that I thought was interesting is she agreed with me that you don't waste your time uh, getting to know people ahead of time and all that other stuff. You just go out, have that coffee or, or drink, and be done with it already. Yeah, it's so fucking hard to get into the, the that uh, mindset, though, even when you're on that first date, that you're not there to to actually start a relationship with them and that creates barriers Did, was i clear yeah. on that no well uh, yeah like i like to refer it's, it's a job interview yeah the job interview yeah but and then if you're in a setting like she said for a work setting or when she's at school or something like that then it's easier to get to know the person better yeah you know it would be and easy be your true self right that, that is it's very good but then you have the, the consequences which is that you have to fucking see that person all the goddamn time if you break up and if it's found upon like in her situation then you get problems Big problems. Well, she didn't have big problems because she went and told them the truth and they were okay with it, but they were not that gung-ho about it either. Now, I'll tell you an option that I did not realize would be so valuable is that if you have someone else go on that fucking job interview for you and get all the fucking questions out first. Like our next guest, Lauren Rosenberg. She she has her own matchmaking service. You can find her at matchmakinglj at gmail.com. She's absolutely phenomenal, uh, especially if you're in the Los Angeles area, because I doubt that she's going to set you up with uh, anyone yeah. outside. But, no, but you never know. But I, I think, especially if someone travels frequently to LA, she might do that. But I like, the, I know why you liked her. Was that? Because she considers you to be a top, top nine or ten. I'm in the top bracket, people. Top bracket, and uh, if you're it's ever not available, not my head or anything, yeah, but uh, I will be going for nines and tens from now on. <laughs> And uh, I got a freebie due to my age. That's very kind of you. I mean, that's very kind of her for you. <laughs> All right, let, let's let him have it. All right. So this episode is all about where do you meet people. So we thought you'd be the per- perfect person to talk to, given that you are a matchmaker. Well, yeah, yes, I am. Guil- guilty as charged. Matchmaker, <laughs> matchmaker, make me a match. Okay. What exactly do you do for people? Are, are you like a one-on-one matchmaker? How does it work? Well, yes, it's very much one on one. Like we meet everybody in person. So we go on all the bad dates for you and ask all those hard hitting questions that you would never ask on a first date. Like Like, what? Like what? Like, have you frozen your eggs? (laughs) I've been wanting to know that about every person I've ever gone on a date with. Also, why is why is that an important question to ask on the first date? Well, it's not it's not something that you would want to ask on a first date, but it's something that you would want to know down the line. Oh, um, so that's that's like a, like a, you can't compromise on those kind of issues. Yeah, yeah, so it's like those uncompromising issues that someone might oh, have. That, I, I get very out of the interesting. Way. So, so you ask all the questions that people respond to on OkCupid, but they don't necessarily show. So, do you ask a question like, "Do you yes. have a large penis?" 
I mean, we got to get that out in the open right away, right? I mean, I don't ask that, but because I have my ear to the ground, I do know about member size of some of our clients. What? What? Like, like if it's like really, really small and really or really, really large, that might be something you might want to inform your clients. I mean, I would never like tell them that, but there are, I don't know who has a small one, but I do know the people that have, I do know some people who have big ones, Really? but they don't know that I know that. So, okay. So, so, so people will come to you, you you act as like kind of an agency where you connect people that you think would be good matches. And when, when wow. you do this, the, are you looking for certain characteristics that are supposed to match each other? Or how do you decide who should be with who? Well, a lot of it is instinct, but I do base it on some of those non-negotiable questions. Yeah, like you could rule out if someone doesn't want to have kids, then just rule this person out because they do want to have kids. Yeah, so when I can't rule someone out for somebody, um, that's when I'll set them up. I also think that somebody's family background is telling as to whether they're going to hit it off and they have a similar family background or... Um, you know, has somebody gone through, you know, tragedy in their life? Could they relate to somebody else? Really? Uh-huh. And, and, and how important are is like the, because I've always read and heard that looks and intelligence are really like they, most people pick people that are same looks and same intelligence, what they perceive the same looks and intelligence are. Well, I try to set up equals, but there are um, some guys and some women that, date up or want to date up uh, or have dated or hooked up with a 10 so they think that they deserve a 10 well that, and then and then money then money when does money factor in like a guy that's like well considered like a two or a three who's got a wallet that's a size 10 plus how does that factor in to you fixing them up? you have to bring something to the table if you're expecting a 10 and if you don't look like a 10, then you have to be bring something else to the table. You have to be very, very, very charming. This is so but, you know, wild. Our clients aren't gold diggers that I know of. They're looking for like more of like the whole package. Well, then, let me ask you about the, that, that, the whole package thing. So how many of the women are like over the age of 50 that are, are not gold diggers? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Do you have any? What, what is the age range? Well, we have clients as young as 20, maybe 21 now, all the way up to the age 69. Uh, But because our pool is smaller, over 50, we we don't charge people who are over 50. Oh, that's very interesting. So okay, you charge men and women? I only charge the women. Oh, wow. Because I'm a feminist matchmaker. (laughs) Is that really what you're what you call yourself? I, I'm personally a feminist matchmaker. I don't want to speak for like the company as a oh. whole, but I, I personally am a feminist matchmaker. Oh, you- I work more with the women because I charge them. And then I have guys in my database and I also recruit for them. But because the women are paying, I work for them. Oh my gosh. Have you found that that changes the relationships that are formed because you're catering to what the women are wanting as opposed to what the men are? Um. Well, I cater to, you have to cater to both. Yeah, though, that makes because- sense. I shouldn't have assumed that. Because I think, you know, some matchmakers that are charging tens of thousands of dollars for the guy, they're not making sure that the girl is going to like them back. Right. You know what? I went on a date. I went, I was, I was, I went on one of those kind of dates where um, it's like a $10,000 selective search type of thing. And the guy was like, not my thing at all, you know, 
but I don't think, you know, they didn't really care. They're like, well, you know, he's, he's got so much money. So, you know, would you consider just dating this age range? And I'm like, no, I don't want someone that's like, you know, 20 years older than me. Sorry. But it, it seems like the, the guys that were paying that kind of money were going with ones that were 10 to 20 years younger than them. Yeah. And that's not what we're, that's not what we're about. I, I like to know what your success rate is. Well, we get a lot of, well, actually I'll start off with this. I have a marriage under my belt oh, and wow. they just had a baby. Oh. I like to say that. I like to say that they named her after me because her <laughs> name is Rose. My last name is Rosenberg, but they probably had other reasons for doing that. But I don't think a Rosenberg setting them up hurt naming the child. <laughs> it's totally because of you. Totally. There's no question. Yeah. <laughs> they have a pretty good success rate in terms of getting like second dates, which is more than most people are able. Yeah. Why, to get why is that? I literally could never, I could never find someone to go on a second date with. I, I go on a lot of first dates and they ne- I never wanted to go on a second date. It's yeah. very hard. I, hate, I mean, I hate putting numbers on something, but I would say like 50%, 40% of the time there is a second date. Wow. That's which pretty, I think is pretty, which that's I pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. What are some of the most important questions that you ask or the important details that you try to find out when trying to set people up? Well, I ask about their family. Uh, I ask about what they're what they're passionate about. Like if they were going to be the first lady, what would be their platform? Like what would be like with Michelle, it was like child fitness or youth fitness. Mm -hmm. Like I asked what the platform would be. Uh, What else? I asked, you know, what question? Melania, my outfit, (laughs) her cyber bullying efforts. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She's going to do anti-bullying, which is amusing to say the least. But I also ask, you know, what gets people like going or turned on on a first date? Like mm-hmm. if somebody mentions, I don't know, like 80s rock bands, like does, is that something that really turns you on? And it's hard for people to pinpoint, actually. But for those who can, it is it is helpful. Like if somebody tells me like, oh, if somebody is involved in like charity, that's the guy for me. Like I that immediately, you oh, know, that's, that's a no brainer. Hmm? That's a no brainer. Then if you have somebody who's like head of some major organization. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So what about sense of humor? Everyone's got very different senses of humor. How do you determine which are going to laugh together? I mean, I would say that's that's the hardest part because sometimes because women and men are different with like women are different with us than they would be with a guy. Because like with with women, you're gossiping about guys. You're like, I wish women talked more about substantive issues but I don't know more often than not I, I find myself just gossiping with women and talking about men but it's like you can't really do that when you're talking to another guy especially like on a first date you can't talk about like <laughs> this crazy like you know first date you had with somebody or at least like women shouldn't so I would say that that's the heart that's the heart the sense of humor is the hardest to gauge because like I've said to people who I think are, are hilarious and then the feedback I sometimes get is like oh he wasn't really funny I'm like what this guy was like <laughs> Funny. <laughs> what, what about sex? Do, do you recommend that they have sex on the first date? I don't recommend that. I think I think you should wait till date four. Date four is the magic number? Four? Why? What? Is that too long? No, I'm just curious. It was, it's I, a I, very it, specific it, answer. It's, it, I was thinking like, okay, I can understand that on the first date. And I can understand if you had said like wait a long time. But I don't get where date four comes into the picture. 
that's the part. Well, it it worked for me. Ah, so, okay. So uh, yeah, it, it's tried and true. Got it. After a lot of practice and like figuring out what worked. <laughs> it's date four. Okay. That finally date. Yeah, I should have. I should have. No. How much? Phone. How much talking on the phone should go on before the date? Because I have a bone of contention about that. Uh, well, we set up blind dates. So you won't so allow them to talk on the phone ahead of time. I mean, I don't think you need to. I don't think I think you should just meet them. And yeah, I, I'm weird on the phone personally. So maybe I'm being biased here or projecting. But I you're going to be for mo- the majority of relationship, you're going to be talking to someone in person. So you might as well see what that's like in person. Yeah, because I have a friend that does that. And she goes into this whole fantasy world before she even meets this guy because she's had these great texts and conversations and went on for weeks. And by the time she meets him, it's always going to be like, uh, you know, a major disappointment because, you know, nine times out of 10, it, you know, there's a chemistry thing that may not even be there, you know? No, I, to- I totally agree with you. And then you inflate in your head what this guy is like. Mm-hmm. It's happened to so many friends of mine, where especially if it starts out like long distance and they haven't even met yet. They go back and forth, go back and forth, and they get this idea yeah. that they're going to end up together. Because you can do that when you're not in person with somebody. Oh, yeah. You can like, your imagination goes wild. Right, right. I personally, I don't recommend long distance. I had one for four reason. years. <laughs> Wait, What? I, my current boyfriend, who I've been with for almost nine years, I was in a four-year four long-distance relationship before he moved to Chicago to be with me. It was not well, an easy he task. To move. He had to move. Otherwise, I, it might right. not work. It, right. They're not going to work indefinitely like that. No, it doesn't make sense. Do you ever choose not to work with certain people? I mean, but it's not even that I choose not to, but some people are just so picky that it's impossible to oh. in terms of like the, the guys, like for the women, like I will like go through hoops, but with the guys, it can be very, if, if the guy is like way too picky, like it's going to be hard to recruit for that person. Not mm. only just because they're not paying, but well, I guess a lot of it has to do with them. <laughs> not paying, but, like, <laughs> but it's like, if, you, if you're a really picky guy and you are like a five, Oh, I just, I don't, and, and you're not like wealthy. It's, it's difficult. It's, it's difficult. Can you rate me? <laughs> <laughs> and me. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, do you want to get to rate what? No, I'm not going to do. I mean, I'm just I, kidding. You I don't need that, to. Well, um, for, for Cam, I would definitely like, I would definitely set you up in a heartbeat. Oh, oh and Karen, so you're another story, Karen. <laughs> I don't know why. free. Oh, I get free. No, need, no, you, I'm not, I'm not paying. Yeah, but after older, older than 50, you get free. Oh, I'm over 50. I'm a freebie. You don't need to be set up, right? You're in a relationship. I've been in a relationship for almost nine years. I'm ready to kill myself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> okay, so- well, let me know. Let me know. I'll give you a free membership. Oh, she's sweet. But oh. I'm, I'm free anyway because I'm over the age. I had a question about opposites. So, so do opposites ever attract? Yeah, my, I mean, my, my boyfriend is an opposite. <laughs> So how do you Me know? Too. How do you know when it's going to work that that these two opposites are going to get hit it off? I I I. When do I know? After they meet and they tell me. Ah, but even to set them up, you're like these are so so different. But maybe there's a thing. Yeah, I mean, there we have for the most part, we have people that are more extroverted. Just because it takes someone extroverted to like take this leap, but we do have people that are introverted. I love setting up extroverts with introverts because I feel like yeah. two extroverts are going to clash. Yeah. But I also I 
I personally think extroverts and introverts work and then introverts and introverts work because they're both uh-huh. okay with silence oh, or wow. sometimes. Oh, comfort with silence is very telling. What do you think about large age gap differences? I personally prefer setting people up who are similar in age just because I don't like even with me, like I think I'm an old soul, but I would never hit it off with somebody who is much older. Are you like, a Pisces? Always, like, wanna, like, test. No, I'm a, I'm, I am um, a Gemini. Oh, interesting. Oh, oh no, oh. My, my boyfriend's a Gemini. Uh, so do you factor in astrological signs? I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. If I if I was going to factor anything in, it would probably be the Myers, what they are in Myers-Briggs. I think I'm going to end up doing that a little bit oh. more. Because what, those are psychological Myers, tests? I, it, it's, it's a personality test. Yeah. And there are some personalities that, like, yeah, get along better. And me and my boyfriend match in terms of the Myers-Briggs. So in terms I'm, of the same? Or they complement each other. So they they, they, they complement each other. Gotcha. Oh. Go. And then one other question on those compatibility lines. What about race? Race is interesting because um, I I want I work with I try to work with people that aren't white as much as possible. Um, I think you know diverse inclusion. I should say is very very important to me. But I, it, it is an issue working with people um, that aren't white in that it's interesting because like as a Jew, I feel like if somebody reminds me of my father or my brother, it's like, oh, it, it was I sat down with him. It was great. He we're already family. Me of my father. Yeah. We're already family. <laughs> Whereas somebody who is like who's who's Asian, let's say they don't want to be with somebody who's Asian because they remind them of their mom. Or their sister. Oh, Whereas, wow. like, you know, with, with Jews, I mean, I can't speak for, like, all white people, but I can speak for, like, my people, the Jews. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> At least I'm not, I hope I don't get, I, I hope I don't get in trouble for, for doing that. Like, it's it's the opposite. So that's something that I have, I have noticed when working with, with different races, um, and religions really and, and religions too. I mean, my, my friends that have been, um, Jewish are always with Italians. I don't know why that seems to be a compatible yeah, um, and personality. Yeah. Because, yeah, because it's culturally very similar because, you know, Jews, eventually Jews, when they were like coming out of like Egypt, right. They, they made, um, they made a detour in Italy. <laughs> that, yeah, and they like Italian it's food. <laughs> so, and for the food, yeah, the food was great. <laughs> so Lauren, how do people sign up for this service? Did you what what do you plug your stuff? This sounds great. Oh, okay, all right. Um you can email us at it's me and uh my partner JD Samuels at matchmakinglj at gmail.com. Cool. LJ, is that for little Jew? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it should be. We're little Jews. We're two little Jews, so it the, should be matchmaking two L two L J. It's like LL Cool J, but for a different reason. We'll put this all in the show notes. But thank you so much for coming on and giving us your sage wisdom. Yeah, it's really interesting. But I'm glad that you talked to us about all these things because we just were wondering, like, you know, dating services to do it blindly like that. You're just like really setting yourself up for some crazies. Like some some of the people that I know that have been on 
like Match.com and those kind of services, have been married. Yeah, this definitely sends up, signs up. But this that sounds much better than any online yeah, dating like, service. Yeah, down with everybody. And like, so I'm going on those awkward dates for you. Like right. those awkward. And you, yeah. and you, I think you, and you close the deals too. Like, like the one date that I did go on, I did not want to tell the guy that I didn't want to go out with him. And it was nice because they, they did that. They called the guy up and said, eh, not going to work out. Yeah. And that's a service that we provide after the first date. But after the second date, pe- yeah, people are on their own after the second, after the you, second date. You tell them, hey, it's not working out? No, the first date. Oh, after the first date, right. yeah. Wow. That's, that's the beauty of oh, those. And, oh, and they don't even have each other's information at that point. Unless they somehow got it. They do have their phone numbers, but but they don't need to use it because I... You dropped the hammer. I, yeah, because I, 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 I had this guy and he's, he kept saying to me, I, I kept saying, I'm busy, I'm busy. And he goes, oh, so you like playing a little cat and mouse, do you? And I'm like, no. And where is the dating service person that's supposed to cancel these things for me? Jesus. That's, All right. That, you know, it, it's a scary world out there, but I'm glad that you're people like you are out there to help out. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to help. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Right. You're the best. Thank you so much for having me. This Cam, is let awesome. me know if you want to be set up. Hit me up. Okay, Call I will. Me. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. And that was her interview with Lauren Rosenberg. I like that she was extremely truthful. So truthful. Yeah. I we mean, want more especially, particular. Well, like, you know, I guess it's politically correct to say, oh, well, we fix people up of all different races and ethnicities and religions but she was truthful she was like listen there's certain groups that you know gel better together and for example in her case she said that jews in her opinion if you hear that they're jewish and they remind you of someone in their family then you're more likely to get fixed up i, I, I actually Jew. was very surprised about her comment about asian people not wanting to necessarily meet other asian people that was interesting too and also the you know the interracial it's, it's also pretty a blanket statement i'm sure that she gets a better sense for you know, who, which type of, <laughs> it sounds, I don't even want to what get down What the this. racist thing is that you No, thinking? she's just, she's, I'm sure she's judging more than just their, uh, based on their race. So, no, she did say she goes more on her intuition. Right. And I think it, it is and easy. Her intuition is not necessarily related to race. Right. But, and, it, and also she said she doesn't necessarily like to pe- fix people up who are not the same age. And she, you know, there were a lot of things that she said that, you know, I don't know that I necessarily agree with because I think it's just, it's, I think there is no like magic, this is the one. I just, I think you have to give it time and sometimes things last and sometimes they don't. And I don't know what, what makes them, I don't think there's a soulmate basically out there. Oh, Wow. Wow, I thought in the past you said that there are soulmates. There's many of them, so you, there's not just one. Well, that could be true. I guess they're not. I guess they're just two different ways of looking at it. Yeah, so. yeah. I think that we've definitely met people from prior times. Oh, you're getting past life shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting into past life. <laughs> so, I, I, what I liked about her. Uh, her uh, interview was that she was. <laughs> that was so funny for me that just suddenly you're talking about past lives. Okay. Anyway, well, let's get into the past life thing. Yeah. I, uh, you, you want you, you want to know what I think? Yeah. What I think that we've been lives? around many, many times, like Bernie Weiss says. And you think many masters, many lives. His name is not Bernie Weiss. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Doctor Brian Weiss? <laughs> 
how is it that it's possible to screw up a name? I do. Okay. Brian Weiss says we've been. Who's Bernie? Who's Bernie? Bernie Sanders. Brian Weiss. Bernie. Same thing. Bernie is 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 like his is really dis- disturbed younger brother. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, as Brian says... So you think if we were in a past life with someone, we're more likely to date them or or find, want them close to us? Yeah, a family member. Yeah, I think you and I probably were like... Say, what, are we supposed to date now? No, I didn't say we were dating. I said I think you and I probably knew each other in a, some sort of a way before. Like maybe we were friends or maybe we were, you know, a teacher and a student or maybe... We, I don't know, but they say that... You Group, we knew each other and meet each other and and see and come back all the time so sometimes you have this like weird feeling like you met somebody before i think we have i haven't had that like feeling a, before yes you have you told me today that that you have a comfort level with the, someone in your class yeah but that's that doesn't mean I've, i was in a fucking prior life with her yeah you probably were i have a feeling that we're all everyone is washed together in a fucking big ocean of shit and that that's why you feel like <laughs> That's such a nice, uplifting way of looking at life. Yeah, we all get washed together in this big cosmic ocean of shit. Sort of like what what happened in the dog run last night. Anyway. We don't need to go into that. All right. So (laughs) we're we're, moving on. So Lauren. What I liked about the Lauren interview, thank you for asking, was that that, now I have completely forgot what I was fucking going to say. That you liked the fact that Ivey. Ugh. Did you like anything about the interview? Oh, yes. Okay. So that th- th- she works with women. Yeah. She, no, it not just works with women. She charges women. She instead charges of women. She's instead a of feminist men. matchmaker. That's crazy. And I think it's brilliant. It's like Bumble, is the, it, which is like Tinder, where the woman has to start the conversation. Because it really, it is in the woman's hands. Like, if the woman wants to go out with, although she says that she had some picky guys, and I bet everyone could be picky. But I think that's great. You know, the then then the, I, I like that. Okay. And well, it has nothing to do with the fact that the man doesn't pay. <laughs> I think it does. Knowing you, you are definitely liking that. I, I just thought that that was a very... I wanted to ask her if it's more difficult, like, finding dates in L.A. than it is in other parts of the country. Yeah, well, maybe another time. Okay. Uh, I, do, I, th- I think that, that, that it is really really fascinating that, that because it's women for... That the women is charged and the women are the ones approaching her, that or at least the ones that she's working directly for, um, that she doesn't end up with these, this like fucking uh, old rich guy, young, like the one I was involved female gold digger looking for the, you know, that type of bullshit. Yeah. The one that you were on, what the fuck was that? Why were you on that? I don't remember. It was like a one time trial thing. I don't know why I was on that. It was, you know, early on, I was like, just, Oh, I'll try this. Make, who knows? It makes a multimillionaire right off in the sunset. Never happened. No. Are you kidding me? Ew. Ew was right. On that note, we love your thoughts, especially on this episode. Please send them our way at sextalkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also uh, find us on Patreon. And if, if if you donate a little money, you will start having a direct stream of discussion with us. It's a lovely thing at yeah, patreon.com uh, slash sex talk yes. with my mom. Those are my favorite peeps. I got to tell you. If, your favorite peeps because they're the only ones that pay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. But the reason they're my favorite peeps is because that way I know that there's a limited amount of them and I will be able to have a whole messaging conversation with them at all times. 
you know, it's amazing how much we talk about money on this goddamn show. We don't it, talk about money. What are you talking about? Well, we talk, we never talk fucking, about money. We're always talking about money. No. How I have none of it. How you want more of it. How we're <laughs> asking them for money. <laughs> we sound, in, in, unfortunately, we, we also talk about how we're Jewish. I hope it's not getting conflated with the, the oh, they're Jewish. They're so obsessed <laughs> with this money. I don't think so. I want you to know that even if I wasn't Jewish, I'd probably be obsessed with this money. <laughs> you know, you were always like that, even when you were a little child. Well, I was born Jewish, so that doesn't really... No, I'm not talking about the Jewish part. You were always interested in money. You, like, you had somehow saved up more money than every other person in the family, including me. Uh, <laughs> including I you? I yes, I don't know how you saved money. I had more money than you I did? I don't know how you... I mean, I don't know how you did it but somehow or another you had accumulated a massive amount of money by the time you were like 12 well unfortunately that does that did not grow into my older age like like you sold beanie babies at a young age made some money on beanie Do babies you think the audience gives a fuck about my beanie all babies? right well if okay. you guys want to talk about something else let us know at uh sex talk with my mom at gmail.com in the meantime you're all oh my gosh in the meantime Enjoy our really humorous videos. We've been doing the sex hacks videos that are hilarious. They're on Instagram. Check them out. And uh, if you want, you can support my mother and, and like her Instagram page at the Karen Lee Potter Show that almost Aww. has 10,000 likes, mother. Almost at 10,000? It's going to be a big followers. celebration soon. All right. All, all right. right. Well, Thank you, guys. We love you all. You know that. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.